Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Baker looking for his third touchdown pass today. He's going to throw. Looking left. No, he'll run it himself over the right side. Stiff form. Five to the one. Reaching. He's in. It's a touchdown. Baker Mayfield gave him the Heisman stiff form at the four-yard line and took it in the rest of the way. And now I am proud to announce that this year's Heisman Trophy winner is Baker Mayfield of the University of Oklahoma. Play action, looks in zone, throws, Calcaterra, touchdown! He's a surgeon, he's a magician, Baker Mayfield, it's over! Give him the Heisman Trophy! This is unbelievable for me, you know, being up here among these greats, uh, it's something that words can't even describe unless it's them. I mean, God has put me in a position to have uh, been so blessed, and uh, a lot of the time, uh, I wonder why, but it's... It's such an honor, and to be up here, I really appreciate it. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't think the statue unveiling, I, I don't think it's worthy unless... Billy Sims is there screaming boomer. I knew that was going to be your big takeaway from that minute and five second montage is the boomer (laughs) that we briefly heard in the background. Just wait till the other one. I got all the boomers in the background here later on in the show. Oh, that's so great. Billy, Billy. That was the year he yelled. (laughs) Remember when the dilly dilly thing was big? That's the year he yelled, Billy, Billy, in the background. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. More Billy Sims. I think um, we should just have Billy Sims be with Baker Mayfield that entire weekend whenever he's here for the statue, right? <laughs> hey, Baker, we're going to do something cool for you. We're going to honor you. We're going to stick you next to uh, Billy Sims all weekend. Have, have fun, bud. Oh, man, I love it. Well, the, uh, the spring game, the calendar is set April 23rd, uh, 3 o'clock kick. And I don't know. I I like the timing of it. I like uh, I like how late it is. I think that's good. It's going to be interesting watching the spring develop, and we'll see what what the um, like right now. Whenever you look at it, it's all about what's the quarterback going to look like, right? Uh, and, I mean, and that's the, that's the main thing. I mean, Dylan Gabriel will be the main attraction. That but day. I I do feel like we'll have some storylines develop through spring between now and then. Once they get practice underway, we kind of hear what's what's happening up there. I think there's going to be some things to really watch. The number one attraction will be. If Dylan Gabriel throws a couple deep balls, how good are his deep balls? Because if he only throws two, those two deep balls obviously will tell us how well he's going to throw it for the entirety of the 2022 season. If he puts them both on a dime, well, oh baby, we got the best deep ball guy since Jason White in the program. But if he misses, then it's going to be another year where they just can't throw the ball down the field, Teddy. Well, that's I mean, hard to throw in that spring wind out there, that, though. Well, so. that that's also a wild card. We get to blame <laughs> the wind on him throwing the ball. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know what the wind is like in Orlando, 
but that could be one of those things where this spring he's going to be like, what the hell did I get myself into Seriously. here? <laughs> Especially April 23rd at 3 o'clock. Jeez. Uh, well, what do we make of the, the day, the game time? Um, the day's fine. I mean, uh, I'm, I, a lot of old guys will complain that the uh, Masters is that weekend. Is so it really? I think, uh, I think that it's Masters God, weekend. No, it's not. That You're just you're messing with Three me. o'clock is fine, man. I, um, I, I'm hoping at some point they'll do the Friday night game again, but logistically yeah. it doesn't really make sense if you're trying to have a big recruiting weekend yep. is, is the thing. Yep, it's hard to get everyone in – on on Friday, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, so Saturday's probably logistically the best way for the program to do it, and especially if you're going to do a statue situation with Baker, probably that morning. Um, yeah, yep, that's good. Over under sixty five thousand in attendance. Under. Whoa! You do not think it's going to be the massive turn. 5,000? Hey, there's a lot of excitement around here. I don't know if you missed it or not. Have you been asleep for the past three months? Been a lot going on around here. 65,000 is... That's like every seat in the lower bowl without the upper decks, right? That's like a packed uh, Like 87,000 is packed, so 65... That you, you may be close to that. I don't think that that's... It's, a, it's the perfect over-under. Every seat in the lower bowl filled. What's the most we've ever had? I, dude, I don't. I, I'm a nerd. We know that, but it is like even I don't know that. If you don't know that, nobody knows. Well, <laughs> someone, Mike Brooks knows. Someone on the text line will hit yeah. us up with that. Trust I, me. I think that number is. Now, there's a lot of factors, right? If the weather is beautiful, um, if if all of that stuff is is perfect. I think we could have a really big number, but you never know in the spring what it's going to be. Baker being there is going to be uh, big to get people out. Uh, obviously, all the newness around the program, it's going to be heavily attended. There's not a doubt in my mind. And I guess, especially since it's not going to be on TV. Well, that's, they are capitalizing off the opportunity at hand, man. Uh, what is it? Fifteen? Is it? Yeah, season ticket holders, non-season ticket holders, fifteen dollars for season ticket holders, ten dollars each, and it's only going to be aired live on Suter Sports TV. It'll be re-aired on Bally Sports at a time to be determined. But that's yeah. so funny. Like Bally's has something. Like so crucial that they've got to air during that time window. Oh, I'm sure there's a Orlando Magic OKC Thunder game that day that they just can't take off programming. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, with all of those things considered, I do think it's going to be a, a massively attended spring game. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't the largest spring game crowd ever. I'd be I'd be pretty surprised with all the excitement and the quarterback storyline and Baker being back. It's it's set up to have the biggest crowd ever. You know, I honest I don't even know 
I don't even know, like, the spring game. Is this something that's always taking place? And I know a lot of schools, and even Oklahoma, it used to be like an alumni game where you'd play some of the... Oh, you used to have an alumni game back in the day. Uh, Toby Keith got really hurt back in an alumni game. Yeah, and I think... um, I'm trying to remember what I read. Maybe it was Billy Vessels. Maybe Billy Vessels came back and played in it whenever... Maybe he was even in the NFL at the time or yeah. something and came back and played in it. I guess uh, they said the the offenses were all kind of the same and you could just kind of set up and come run the same offense sure. that you ran before. So God, how awesome would that be, right? Yeah. It'd be like Although Baker Mayfield guys, after he won the Heisman coming back the next year. And it would be a sellout that day because it sounds like Browns fans would drive to Norman just to be like, boo, you suck, Baker. <laughs> Dude, the Pro Football Focus College uh, Twitter page, they put out like, hey, Oklahoma's going to commemorate Baker Mayfield with a statue. And I read all the responses, and 98 of them are ripping Baker. LOL, why would they do such a stupid thing? LOL, they've had much better quarterbacks here recently. It's like, God, I understand that last year didn't go great, but he is just getting tore up now for having a statue on campus people can't comprehend as to why OU would even fathom giving a statue of him I, I don't know that caught that caught me off guard today yeah very off guard the comment we have had much better quarterbacks recently yeah. is uh blatantly false shows how much they've been paying attention we've only had one better recently and that's Kyler Murray uh everything else has been not really close right I mean, come on. I thought you were going to say Carl's Jr. just to make a joke. But. Well, that's the one thing that he – Baker never had to strip a ball to seal a victory against Kansas. He just had to grab his crotch to uh, seal a victory over Kansas. That's, that's right. It. That's right. Uh, man, it is interesting, though. And I do credit the Browns trolls for being active out there on social media. I got no problem with that. Oklahoma fans are doing the same thing, but it is interesting considering the Browns were like one in 31 before he took over as quarterback. Yeah. Took him to the playoffs. Um, 1A playoff game, by the way. Wasn't just him. Uh, I I recognize that, but man. Um, But that's the NFL. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Well, good for Baker. This seems like the right time for him to get some positive attention his way, you know? Yeah. But it is odd that the biggest cheerleader of the football program that arguably we've we've seen in 20 years has been one of the most silent alums during this recent change. Yeah. Now, he knows who Britt Vittables is. He wasn't on campus when Britt Vittables was here, so he doesn't have a you know a direct tie-in or anything like that. But I, I would imagine that he's got to be pretty fired up. It's odd that we haven't heard from him at all on, on what he thinks. It is interesting, and it's one of those things where a lot of former players, and specifically like the offensive guys, right, the, the guys that had a real close relationship with Lincoln – um, have been put in a weird spot where I'm sure they're still um, partial to Lincoln, but yeah, I don't know what a 
I don't know what a social media post in support of Lincoln going to USC from a former OU player would do right now to that person. Oh, they would cancel fandom. the statue. They would st- they would cancel the statue dedication if if he were to do that, Baker. I, it is a very politically charged atmosphere whenever it comes to uh, whether or not to support Lincoln for some of those. It looks guys. like uh, fifty-two thousand one hundred and two is the record attendance for a spring game via the Air Comfort Solutions text line. So what did I put the number at? 65,000? Woo! Yeah. That'd be a pretty good crowd. I, I, I am a, I'm going to go slightly over. Really? 69,000. That's what I was about I was, to say. I was waiting for you to make that joke. 69,000, um, that would be, that'd be epic. Let's do it. Let's push the attendance record to 69. Well... Mm. I don't know. I I like I like the date. I think um, I think as long as we have good weather, like we talked about, it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. I did have to laugh that uh, Oklahoma State's is doing theirs on the same day, but they're not. It's not called a spring game. It's called the OSU Spring Football Finale, which I think for a while now they've gotten away from the spring game format and just kind of had like a like a practice. It's open to the public, you know, basically. <laughs> The, the start time on the OSU spring football finale, you want to guess what that is on uh, Saturday, April 23rd? 9 a.m. 11 a.m. Really? Baby. 11 a.m. start time. Got to love it. Well, let's just get out there and get it over with. <laughs> Got the Masters to watch. <laughs> well, uh, I love that name. The, the spring football finale? Spring football finale. Wow. Do you think um, – you think Baker gets to choose what his statue looks like, or does OU just kind of provide to him of what it's going to look like? I usually, whenever it comes to something like that, you have a like a final sign off on what it is supposed to look like. Um, I don't know. I don't know how all of that has worked in this deal, but you would think before they march him out there and pull the sheet off of it they would at least you know he would have an idea of what it looks like have you ever seen that um (laughs) it's almost like a punk and that may have been actually what it was whenever they did that statue of ronaldo (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and they pull it off and it's just terrible and he's all freaked out about it that's hilarious texas about uh maybe close to 10 years ago now they did some statues, I think like Vince Young and, and Colt McCoy, um, but it wasn't like the traditional statues they have here. It was almost like painted statues, hmm. and like Colt McCoy was running, but his face, it looked like this cartoon, like worried type of face as he was running, <laughs> um, which, go go figure, like them down there would figure out a way to mess something up like that, but uh. yeah, you got to... You got to make sure you you do Baker right on this one. Has anyone have we are there has anyone cited it or seen it before? Because I know it's. I feel like every statue that ends up here, um, whoever is driving it stops it like a Brahms for lunch. Yeah, and everyone gets to see the statue via social media. So I can't remember if that was Baker's or not, or if that was Barry Sanders at Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's what it was. I definitely remember the driver stopping at Brahms with the statue in the back of the truck, like no one yeah. was going to notice. And it's on a flatbed. What was great about that is it looked like, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of buddies 
were driving through their neighborhood and saw there was, you know, a statue for sale at a garage sale. And then they just like strapped it to the back of their truck with whatever yes. they had available. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looked like. It Ch- looked like just a couple of guys tied it down to the Check your the uh, Twitter DMs. Twitter Sean just uh, sent us a photo of what that Colt McCoy <laughs> statue that I was referencing looks like. That's not even really what Texas uniforms look like. And you have to look at that face. That's n- that cannot be real. Well, Is that real? It's real. <laughs> Is that not the most disturbing thing you've ever seen? Yes. That is hilarious. If that is that thing uh, is that like permanent? Well, look because if you look just to the left of it, it has like there's Colt McCoy, Texas quarterback <laughs> from 05 to 09 or I'm not kidding. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. What is, <laughs> I can't even like I can't even explain what it looks like. It looks like he's screaming and he's scared. Like blow. It the looks whistle. like one of those uh, McDonald's characters that they used to have back in the day. Oh, that is just amazing. I I would love to have seen. That's probably what Colt McCoy's face looked like whenever they pulled the sheet off of that thing <laughs> to to unveil it. Wow. Uh, do yourself a favor out there. and We got all the up. money in college athletics, and then they have a crap product like that. Jeez. Yeah, it's like they commission like the local junior high art division to, to do a Colt McCoy statue. Wow. Hook him. Wow. All right, quick timeout. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions. Text line, 329-9000. Offices, Rob Polson. We'll be back. Teddy and Tyler, telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. Buffalo Wild Wings win-win value lineup gives you and your friends more for less. With buy one, get one half off traditional wings every Tuesday. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. And $3 tolls every day. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Whoever said the more the merrier. Texting his pics of the Colt McCoy, Vince Young <laughs> statues. I love the one where the Colt McCoy statue is being chased by the herd of geese. Have you seen? Have you seen? <laughs> no. Check your DMs. That one. That one's in there too. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Wow, amazing. Uh, text line: Baker statue will actually just be his jersey being carried out by the other captains. <laughs> that's funny. That joke is still relevant. Still really uh, good. That's great. Who was it? Or, was it Orlando Brown? It was Orlando Brown and I, whoever the other captains were that year. Didn't uh. know you have a. Kicker or punter? Is it- yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Cybert maybe was a captain that year. I, 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 if if you were to ask for my suggestions for Baker's statue, it would be the crotch grab, the like the Heisman, the touchdown that you just had Toby call there at, uh, at Oklahoma State in seventeen, um, the flag plant or. For Baker statue, it be Orlando Brown carrying his jersey. <laughs> like, and it it didn't even look like his size of a jersey. It's like they went to Balfour and went in the kids section yeah. and picked out a little bitty number six jersey and carried it out there, or borrowed it from one of the, uh, the or maybe coaches' it, kids that was wearing a Baker. Maybe jersey. it just looked like that since Orlando Brown's a massive human being. Yeah, I don't really know. Fair. Either either way, it it was pretty funny all the way around. That's great. It's like he died or something, and they're carrying his jersey out there to the coin toss. 
Oh, wow. That, that was the suspension that lasted all of two plays, right? Because Kyler ran it all the way yeah. down to like the four-yard line, and they scored on the next play after. Yeah, and you, then, whoop, Baker's right back in. You, you, uh, you, you have to miss that opening possession, and the backup looks like a – well, we looks cr- like a future Heisman We cried at a press conference that week and had the whole jersey out to the coin toss for it to be for it to last about what a, a minute and a half. A minute and a half That's of right. actual game time. Was it Lincoln that cried at the press Lincoln conference? Lincoln cried. I think Baker ended up apologizing and crying up on the podium that day too. Yeah. It was like a it was a real the fact that he couldn't be a captain on senior day. His last ever game at OU, it was a to them, it was a huge, huge deal. Was that what it wasn't senior day, was yes, it? Yes, it was. They it was the West Virginia game. It was the last game of the 2017 regular season. Huh. Okay. I thought I don't know. I guess I thought it was the I thought it was the first game of that season after no, no, the no, no, Arkansas no. deal. So he he did. He got in trouble for the Ark, and then but we back ended the, it with the Kansas the game. Kansas deal. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. I, I was. I remember that. I was so upset that he had to apologize for all of that. But whatever. Made. For, I'm glad it all happened because it made for the Jersey situation, which was it was great. Don't Jesus care Christ. what the statue is either way, as long as it has a handlebar mustache. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's going to have the 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 sweatband, some flowing locks, handlebar mustache. Yeah, I I it's going to be cool, whatever it is. I'm sure the statue needs to be of him outside the pocket. And somehow evading two 300-pound defensive linemen. <laughs> he had that ability more than any other quarterback I, I've seen around here is just when you thought that he was dead to rights in the backfield, somehow he would find a way to extend the play. Yep. He, he is in no way the most athletic or the biggest guy that OU's had at quarterback, but he is the toughest quarterback I've seen to ever be brought down in the backfield. Yeah. No, there's – well, that first game against that game against Tennessee was God. It, it was happening all night. He was running for his life back there. But he's really he's really the only quarterback that I can think of, and Kyler included, that there's a conversation about what to have as his like his trophy. Or his sure. uh, statue pose, right? Like Kyler, I don't know. I don't know what you do because he made everything look so easy. Kyler's would be he had running that little gallop in, into the end zone. His, he always Kyler's did. would be his dad or his dad mad in the background <laughs> while Kyler's <laughs> running around and making a play. Yeah, but you're right. Like Sam's would just be Sam's signature deal was in the pocket, about yeah. to throw a deep bomb down the field. Same thing with Jay White, right? Yep. Play action deep bomb to Brandon Jones or Mark Clayton about to happen. Uh, Billy Sim. I mean, yeah, Baker is really like the what, one guy where you could have like sort of like what's it going to be? What's like uh, Kyler's signature moment? What is his signature moment? <sighs> is Kyler's signature moment the touchdown against Texas? Probably the first time around that long run. Yeah, and a loss. I know they almost came back and won that thing, but that's probably his signature moment. Um, 
He threw that great ball to Calcaterra in the Big 12 championship game, yeah. but that was more – I mean, I don't want to say that was more, more about a, Calcaterra, but yeah. that was a pretty unbelievable catch. You know, he had he had a couple of plays where he scrambled around f- for what seemed like uh, minutes and, and made great plays. But he doesn't have like a just like a huge signature. Does he? What's what was Kyler's best win? Kyler's best win was probably either the road win at West Virginia. I think the final score of that game was like fifty nine fifty six, or the rematch against Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah. So, so take your pick out of those two. I, and I'm not trying to downplay anything Kyler did. I, I think he's was absolutely amazing. But Baker's got all kinds of signature moments. There's a ton of them. Some of them are on the sideline. Some of them are in Fayetteville. You know, he's – you could come up with a list of twenty different things that you could have as his of his statue. Well, like you famously said, that like still has stuck today. He throws that touchdown against TCU in the Big Twelve Championship game, and he's running he's running around like he's a kid running through yeah. a sprinkler or something like he that. He swings his arms. Hell, I would I wouldn't mind if you made the statue whenever he bounced the ball off the TCU player's head in the end zone. That was also in pretty baller. Really liked that quite a bit. <laughs> It's the guy was nonstop. Just such a such a great era to cover, man. My, he was so fun. My personal uh, favorite Baker moment. I think I I've told you about this on the show before, but it was the 2014 season actually when he didn't even get to play, but he was on the team. Yeah, and I was on the sidelines that year, and they do the uh, scoreboard from around the country during the middle of the game, and that was the day, dude, that Arkansas played Texas Tech. And Arkansas went out there and ran for like 500 yards. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was exactly 500 yards, but it was something silly. And they showed that score update during the middle of the game, and Baker just lost it laughing on the sidelines, pointing up at the scoreboard That's around funny. everyone, just being like, ah, <laughs> those fools out there. Arkansas's running all over them today. I, really, his signature moment at OU was – at the Russell Athletic Bowl, whenever he did the, that dance at the, uh, I mean, you kid, at the hotel. You kid, but no. a lot of people saw that video, and I don't think that they were wrong. Heck, I may even have said it, and was like, yeah, he's their starting quarterback next yep. year. Yep, this year sucks, but next year's going to be great. Look at how good Baker can dance. <laughs> and I guess that's as good of a way to make a prediction as any, in hindsight. Uh, any scuttlebutts coming out of this weekend, after the big Cruton weekend on campus? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a bunch of just uh, players that are – I guess I shouldn't say that they're not ready to commit. I heard you and Parker talking about it, that it's – it sounds like OU now is maybe putting a little bit more pressure on guys like – don't commit if you're not going to commit. Yeah, right. if you if you're going to go take other visits, go take other visits. Like, do yeah. I mean, do whatever, but you're not going to commit here. We're not going to play that whole game. Which right. I I don't know if that's great for recruiting. Maybe it is, but I know I personally love it. Like, if you're going to commit here, then like you're going to be here. Don't don't commit here and go take a Florida State visit in two weeks. Right. Which you know, just listening to you know a couple of 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 people just. 
small stories and everything about the staff, I would be, I would, I would be shocked if it wasn't just a a massive success. Now, that doesn't mean that you get a ton of commitments just right out of the gate, but I I haven't the number of people that have said how how great the experience is, how great the staff is, um, how they love what Venable's vision of the future is, how the parents love what they are emphasizing whenever it comes to equipping their 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 sons for life after football. I I'm not even worried about it, right? Well, you told me way back in December that they had the next 18 months mapped out. Mm-hmm. Like, mapped out, down to the detail, all that. So I would imagine that it was very detail-oriented. They, yeah, it, it, it would probably look like a pretty impressive. If they had the next 18 months mapped out, I'm sure their first big recruiting weekend, um, it, it looked the part. Yeah, and whenever I say the next 18 months mapped out, that doesn't mean uh, they've got a general idea of what they're going to be doing over the next 18 months. They have every single day allotted for what they're going to be doing over the next 18 months. How many uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs are in that next 18 months that they have mapped out? Uh, Seven or eight? I think they. that's the one hiccup is they've – they didn't allot for the Big 12 11 a.m. kick. There's, there's a bunch of prime times on there. It's going to really throw well, their schedule off. That is off. really going to throw things off, dude. <laughs> no, I, I, I would be shocked if, if that weekend wasn't a, a total success and isn't going to eventually turn into you know, some really good things on the, on the recruiting uh, trail or world, however you want to label that. Yeah. So – after the hire was initially made, you and I had the conversation of, okay, we both feel great about this. Feels like everyone listening to the show feels great about this too. But what's like the one, if there is a hang up or a worry or if this doesn't work out, what's going to be the reason? And I think we both settled on, won't be able to re- routinely recruit to the level of Bama, Georgia, the other teams that you're chasing right now in the SEC. You feel better about that? You feel worse about that? No change at all. Like after three months, like where are you at on the staff's ability to recruit? You know, with the Bamas and Georgias and Texas and A and M's of the world. I think I feel better about it. I guess my hang-up isn't so much of can they compete recruiting. I think they will be able to compete recruiting. Does it turn into like having to compete nil wise? Sure. I, I guess that is is a something that you could see would be a problem. But I'll tell you right now, I think that teams that become beholden to the nil situation, I think long term that's going to be that's going to be a barrier to success more than it is a catalyst for success. I think teams that, you know, approach it cautiously, slowly, realistically, I think you I think you have a much better chance of building a really good program. And like for places like in Alabama where you really don't question 
how how the the program is built and the accountability and the discipline that goes on there. Like I don't think it's that big of a deal. But like a Texas A and M, I I think that's something that's got the potential to really get out of hand. Right? I feel like A and M and Texas are doing it way more than anyone else. But the programs who you are actually want to be right now. Like, they do it, but not nearly to the level. Like, I, I think that there is a kind of an example of how to do it. you got to be involved in it. You've got to give kids opportunities. I know you will do that. Mm-hmm. But you can't go overboard and let it be everything that the program's about. And I think there's two schools in Texas, especially one in College Station that's doing that right now. And I don't think OU will ever be that heavily involved with it. And I think probably to everyone, this fan base is all aboard with that. Yeah. I, I You know, there's... You can do some legitimate stuff and give these guys, um, you know, a, a decent. Like they should be able to earn some some cash off of their their likeness and and what they've done, what they've accomplished, and I think that's going to happen. But if you're just putting massive funds together to pay recruits to come there that haven't accomplished anything, you're making a bunch of promises to guys before they've done anything, and that is always going to turn into a, a really big problem. And my guess is, like, if you really pin down uh, the Texas coaching staff and maybe even the A&M coaching staff, they may tell you, like, we need to kind of slow our roll on this thing. And you got so many donors and people that they just can't wait yep. to have a way to influence the program. And now you've been able to open the floodgates to have them come in and – directly go to recruits and players. It's All that money may actually be a bad thing for A&M in Texas, you know, oddly enough. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions. Text line 651-3439. Citra, Oklahoma, Buick, GMC dealers, bringing you hour number one of the rush on a Monday. Uh, someone on the Air Cover Solutions text line says, Kyler Murray's statue should be him at the press conference clowning his recruitment by OSU. Do you remember that by uh, Kyler, what he said? No. Called Mike Yersich Yelich. Hmm. That's pretty funny. That is good. I I can I can relate to that. Oh, I know that you can relate to that. That's 100%. one of those. Uh, I felt like I didn't learn Yersich's name until he had already moved on from. Well, I don't even State. think that's that's an anyone type of thing. Yeah, it takes you a while to learn anyone's name. No, that is well, mostly yeah, true. Yeah, mostly, it's mostly true. true. That lets you know how you kind of – where you stacked up in that recruiting battle. You couldn't even remember the guy that's recruiting you's last name. Well, yeah. That's funny, though. 
Well, you know, in Oklahoma State's defense, and it's not just I'm not just singling out Oklahoma State. There, every whenever you got a guy like Kyler Murray, whenever he was coming out in the state of Texas, you there's maybe I don't know three four schools that ever had any type of in with him, right? Now, I don't even know. Oklahoma wasn't even one of them, right? I mean, OU was in, like, if you want to say that they were in the mix, okay, but it felt like it was A&M and Texas. Right. And then he, didn't he, like, troll Texas by faking he he was going to commit or something? Well, I feel like he was a heavy A&M lean. Then he went on a recruiting visit to Texas and, like, tweeted out a Picture of him in a Texas jersey, something like that, and it got everyone going nuts, and then he ends up going to College Station right. for a very short time. Yeah. And it was like, I think I feel like that was right before signing day or something, Something too. like that, yeah. yeah. Text line will remind exactly what happened there. Mm. Hey, OU Women's Gymnastics was pretty awesome. All yeah, on how Friday was night. that? And it was you really got to cool. see a perfect 10 in person. Yeah, well, not Let- exactly. We showed up a little too late oh. uh, for that to happen. Yeah, I know. I know. I got, had to see it on Twitter like everyone else. No, but it was still really, really cool. First time ever attending a women's uh, gymnastics meet. Number one no, versus number two. It was packed. It was loud. Yeah. And it only took me about 10 to 15 minutes to actually understand what was going on. Yeah. What would you not understand? Well, just kind of everything. <laughs> the scoring system, how it works. I was a I was a pretty quick learner on it until S- scoring the rotations until the very end of it. All right. So just this, in time for the dramatic ending. Well, that's the thing. It was not a dramatic ending whatsoever, and that's what confused me. It's hey, it's number 1 versus number 2. Oh my gosh. OU wins this. They're going to be the new number 1 team and you know, I haven't watched a ton of women's gymnastics. I'm trying to figure out how the scoring system goes, but I feel like we're in a pretty good spot here going down to the final rotations. And then as soon as OU gets done, like that was it, Teddy. There wasn't like a horn or a buzzer or anything right. that goes off. It was just like KJ grabbed the mic and, all right, thanks to everyone for coming out. It was like, wait, whoa, it's number one versus number two and OU just won. I figured that there would be more of a uh, – Climatic, in, like something happened. You thought like there was going to be a clock ticking down and someone has to all of a sudden scramble and run down and try and get their I last thought there'd be like in. a dog pile, on, you know, somewhere. I, it was <laughs> just like, all right, well, that, that was it. Thanks for coming out, guys. Oh, uh, that's great. No, Fantastic. but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, some of the things, really all the things that those girls can do, is it's just, God, it's unbelievable, yeah, man. It is. Oh, my gosh. It is, and I'll tell you, women's sports on a little bit of a run right now. No, a, a, a big time run, maybe the the biggest run it's ever been on. Gymnastics, which I don't know how. Are you that talking works. about OU or like women's sports OU. in general? Oh, okay, I meant like uh, women's sports in general, but yeah. yes, OU sports too. I the gymnastics, which I'm guessing they overtake Michigan as the new number one. Yeah, I, think I don't they know did. how yeah, that I think works. They did, they did today. But you got them number one. You got softball number one, and the hoops team is. I'm excited to, to yeah, see what they do in the tournament. Tough loss this weekend, but they're still going to be a yeah. pretty high seed in the NCAA tournament. All good. Yeah, all good there. So they've got it rolling right now, which is which is really really cool. Did you go down and uh, t- 
talk to Coach Venables? Well, who's going to be running back this year, Coach? Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, we tried to sit. So we had GA tickets, and I'm not really the type that presses my luck mm-hmm. all too much. So the wife kind of, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll let you lead the charge. So instead of just picking like a, you know, random section where there's four empty seats, like in the middle, all the way down to the very front row where no really? one else was sitting. Let's say we, we lasted about 45 seconds before we got booted out of there. Well, it was, it was pretty short lived. Yeah. Understandable. Well, that's cool. Um, I just had saw it kind of unfold on, ESPN Social two. media, which was really cool. No, I didn't. It was it was on, it was on ESPN, ESPN two. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. So that's awesome, though. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one next. Stay with us. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, a couple texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. The spring game delayed telecast is Josie's method of a blackout to encourage fans to attend the game. So basically yeah. saying that showing it will be just, you know, more people might just say, I'll watch it at home instead. Right. Could be some truth to that. Uh, I think there's probably, I think there's definitely truth to that. Uh, I I don't I don't exactly know how that how that system works, but here's the thing. You know, we need <laughs> we need our we we're entering a different world, right? Whenever we're going to the SEC, and as you see, whenever Venables came to town, there's a lot of things that he's asking for. And uh, the the cost of doing business in the SEC is way, way, way higher. So we need this. And we need all the things that they're wanting to do. So I, I understand that it, it, it can look at times like a, like a cash grab, but it's, it's revenue that they're going to need, right? They're going to need for whatever facilities upgrades for recruiting purposes, for uh, a much larger staff, all of those things. So I, I, I know that there's going to be a frustration level to it with some people, but at the end, I, we want a competitive team. We want a national championship contender. So I, I can't really say much about you gotta it. Got to raise money know? for that Big 12 buyout. That's what you're saying? You would get <laughs> yeah, out of the SEC. Yeah, exactly. This helps that. Now, that's what that's the way they ought to, they should go ahead and advertise on that premise and and you Oh, get it'd be some sold money. out. Yeah. <laughs> 50 bucks a ticket. All right, guaranteed. quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number 2's next.